welcome to the War Memorial Opera House and tonight's performance. I'm your host, Jasmine Yephwin. I'm the manager of youth programs and teacher support in the Department of Education and Training here at San Francisco Ballet. On behalf of San Francisco Ballet's artistic director and principal choreographer, Helgi Thomason, I am pleased to welcome all of you to tonight's performance of San Francisco Ballet's program six and the Meet the Artist interview. Uh, today you will be seeing program six, which opens with Helgi Thomason's Prism, followed by Ratmansky's Seven Sonatas, and it closes with Christopher Wilden's Rush. My guest this evening is corps de ballet dancer Henry Sidford. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Just a few reminders and housekeeping notes. Uh, today's Meet the Artist interview is a part of the Meet the Artist series, which is presented every Friday evening and Saturday, sorry, Sunday matinee before the performance. Um, we also have a number of Wednesday evening programs called Points of View, uh, Seeing Ballet, Talk About Ballet. We have master classes for our young dancers between ages 15 and 25. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about all of our exciting, engaging, informative, and fun education programs, um, please visit page 10 and 11 in your programs. For those of you who are listening online on San Francisco Ballet's webcast, Welcome, um, and thank you for joining us online. Well, you're not here to listen to all of those things. You're here to learn about some of our dancers. Um, so I'm thrilled to have Henry here. You're, you've got the night off, yes. and he's chosen to join us for a little bit. So um, we're in for a treat. We have a full roster here at San Francisco Ballet with incredible dancers. They are from all over the country and all over the world. If you're kind of flipping through your program books and you're seeing Spain and, and Mexico, and yeah, they're from everywhere. And Massachusetts. And Massachusetts. So Henry is from all the way across from Massachusetts. It's a long flight still. Um, he trained at Boston Ballet School before coming to San Francisco Ballet to train at San Francisco Ballet School around 2009. Uh, he joined SF Ballet as an apprentice in 2011 and then joined the Corps de Ballet in 2012. Uh, you're so talented and we're really, really excited to have him here today. You might recognize him from pretty much every ballet in every season, all the time, every time. So our core members work very, very hard um, and you'll be uh, performing um, in both programs six and seven. Yes. So. Let's kind of go back to early training. Okay. What inspired you or who forced you to take <laughs> your first ballet class? Um, I, was, uh, I was taken to my uh, sister's uh, dance class when I was around six or seven just to uh, pass the time. My mom just had me sit there and uh, the director just came out one day and just said, you know, we're starting a boys class. Do you want to join? I was just sitting there. So I said, sure. And it wasn't really like a dance class. I think we were just kind of running around in sneakers for like an hour. Um, but then I somehow I ended up here, but it was uh, progressive. We, then I, I started with like jazz, tap, ballet, like a combination of a lot of different styles. And then I did like a couple years of that and then around 12 I had a ballet teacher who said, you know, if you want, you should try to, uh, you know, 
delve into ballet a little bit more. So I did a summer program with Boston and then from there I decided to stay there for a year. It was always like, a, like I'll do this for one year and here I am like 10 years later. But, um, and then uh, I was in Boston for around three years and just kind of you know, moved up a level and um, every year. And then I did another summer program in San Francisco and then uh, eventually I was asked to come to the year-round program here. And so I moved out here when I was, I think, 15. And then I did three years in the school, joined the company, and here I am. Voila, here so, <laughs> Short, condensed version. <laughs> Um, for those of you who have seen program seven, maybe last night, or are revisiting program six, um, maybe that running in your early ballet classes. Helps. Yeah, we do oh, a lot of running. I don't think I've quite mastered it yet, but. <laughs> There's a lot of running in program six and seven, choreographed uh, patterns of running. So yes. we can thank your early ballet teachers yeah. for letting you run around in the or, studio. Or not, maybe. <laughs> or not. Yeah. Um, so San Francisco Ballet has San Francisco Ballet School, and you were talking about how you kind of came here for a summer intensive mm -hmm. or the summer program and stayed, which is really yes. nice. Um, but you were 15. What was that transition like? Some people come with their families, some people come on their own. Yeah. Um, how was that? It was a lot. Um, I, I remember I was in the summer program. I was asked, and I just didn't think anything of it. And... Um, when I was in Boston, I was um, like commuting every day into the city. I, live in, I lived an hour away, and it was tough days. I went to normal school, and I went to ballet until like 9, and then I commuted home. So I started to think I didn't really want to go back to do that again. And here, it was a more, um, an easier schedule just because I lived in the city. So, And the program here was really... Um, the teachers were really inspiring. The uh, I had friends here, so I started to think, you know, I this might be an option. And then I had to talk to my mom and my dad, and that was a whole <laughs> battle. But um, but I convinced them, and I came out here, and I think that was probably the reason why I am a professional dancer, because the training here, um, uh, something in Boston, um, the. When I was there, the boys and the girls, they, are, they train in the same class. And here it was separate, which I think is um, very beneficial when you're um, like developing because you, you don't dance similarly as a girl when you're younger. So um, getting a more like specialized training was really helpful. And that's kind of how I viewed it. And so eventually, after a lot of convincing, I. Um, convinced them to come uh, to let me come here, and it was a lot. I think I have come, I have like nine siblings, steps, and everything, and so that was a lot. Um, it was a big, big change, but um, I don't regret it at all. It was probably the best decision I've ever made. So, so yeah. I'm so glad that they said yes. <laughs> yes, they let you come back to San Francisco Ballet and train uh, in the school. What was the um, what was the transition like from being in the school? Um, the ballet school has levels one through eight, and then a pre-professional level, which is the trainee program that you were a part of. Um, and the trainee program 
kind of is a blend where they have opportunities where they might be working on pas de deux, or they might be um, having just a men's class or a women's class, or they might be in rehearsals for something like Swan Lake. You saw lots of trainees and Nutcracker and Swan Lake and things like that. Um, for you, how was the transition kind of going from student to trainee to apprentice and then into the core? Um, it was uh, it was great. I loved a lot of it. Um, I think it's almost like when you, you go to high school and then college, you get more responsibility, so it's more fun. And um, I remember when I became a trainee, like, we would only perform in the school, you know, once at the end of each year, and it was really exciting. But in the trainee, we performed October, November, the whole year. And that was very different because I, I think my first, like, month in the trainee, I was like, oh, wow, we're, like, on stage. I just wasn't as used to it. And it kind of... Um, the, the stage gets bigger the, the more you progress. And um, I, I really, I, I love, you know, training. And um, I mean, that's ballet. You train at ballet and you take class every day. But the reason why we do that is to perform and to perform ballets and works. And so I guess as the progression goes, you get more um, opportunities to do different works. And I, I, I think I found it very exciting um, when I was a trainee to, you know, uh, a ballet was set on us and we had this part and that part and we learned it and then performed it. So I think also when you become a trainee, you work with the company a lot more, which broadens your horizon a lot because all of a sudden there's these amazing artists around you that you've looked up to like your whole life. So all of a sudden you're sitting next to someone or you're dancing next to someone that you've only seen from this side of the stage and it's quite surreal and um, so transition to that also can be hard because it's very intimidating but for me it took a while but I think it's important to have respect but um, but it, it was very exciting I think every year it got better for the you know change uh, into being becoming a professional no, it's great. I've, I've heard dancers say, you know, I had a poster of so-and-so yeah. in my room, and then now I'm yeah. on the stage dancing with them. Yeah, I think it, it still happens every day here. It's, especially because I trained here that I, I went to every show my first year in the school, and now I'm dancing with some of the same people that I was watching as a student. So it's quite surreal sometimes. There's young students watching you who <laughs> yes. will say the same thing down the road. Hopefully. As long as their parents say yes, they can continue studying <laughs> in San Francisco and leave their nine siblings in Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, in 2011, uh, you were one of the finalists at Prix de Lausanne in Switzerland. Um, what, uh, what works did you perform? Do you remember or is yes. that? <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> I'll never forget. I actually performed a variation from Continuum, which is in Program 7. Um, we did a classical work and a contemporary work. Uh, the Pretty Lausanne is a little different because it's a week-long competition where you're judged um, on, on your class, on how you rehearse, and at the end, on your final performance in your variations. So some competitions, you know, you just perform once, and that's kind of what they judge you on. But it's a week-long thing there. And um, I did Giselle, the variation, and then um, Continuum. And it was a, an amazing, amazing experience. Uh, I, it was my trainee year. And I think, just like I said, in every um, 
step in ballet broadening your horizon and I think you go to this place with 200 other kids that you've never met before and they all come from different schools with different training and do things differently and it was very helpful in that step in becoming a professional to see what other people are, are doing. So. I didn't know that you did Continuum. Yeah, I know. It's pretty, yeah, I it's a great evening to have him talking with us about that. I hear that music in, <laughs> in the building now and it like makes my stomach like <laughs> drop because <laughs> like, I'm, like, well, I'm not doing that this time. So, yeah. um, If you're interested in a glimpse into what it was like during that week. Um, okay. he's, he's kind of blushing up <laughs> here. You can do a little Google search on YouTube and there's actually, he was kind enough at the time to participate in some video blogs yes. and um, kind of taking, taking the viewers through your experience that week, a very young and excited um, experience. And I think it's wonderful because I was watching them and. Uh, you were talking about how challenging contemporary ballet is mm -hmm. and the classes that you were taking during that week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh, yesterday was, it was okay, but I felt better today. And, yep. and kind of even the growth that you had from day to day during yeah. that week. Um, now knowing that one of your works that you were performing was yep. Continuum, um, how do you think you have grown since 2011, specifically when it comes to contemporary ballet, since you'll be doing Continuum Oh, not continuum. Not continuum, sorry. That was my last time. That was your last time. Um, um, but it's it's one that our that you're familiar with and yep. our company is doing tomorrow. Yeah, we do a lot of contemporary work here. Um, I think, speaking of uh, the Pretty Lausanne, I remember uh, we took contemporary class every day in barefoot, and I never danced barefoot. And so I, like, tore my bunions off my foot the first time I we did that class. That's why the second time they're like, oh, was it better? I was like, yeah, because I didn't tear my foot off. So um, so that was, there's different levels of contemporary, I think, and that was very contemporary, that class. But it was all about, you know, moving in a, a less restricted way and seeing, because I feel like, um, to succeed in any company, and especially this company, you need to not only have a great technique, but be able to apply it to things that don't call for as much structure, and to kind of let yourself be free more sometimes. I think that's honestly why I wanted to become a professional dancer. I remember being in Boston, and um, we had a workshop about uh, j just with one of our teachers, and we learned um, Forsyth's in the middle. And I like it just blew my head. Like I could not believe that we were we got to do that, and I'd never done ballet like that before. And I was like, this is like this is another level. Like I love this. Um, I love classical ballet, of course. That's you don't do ballet if you don't. But um, but that. Uh, that way of moving and using your technique, but in a kind of freer and um, more extreme ways is, um, is the appeal for me. And I think um, tra my trainee year, we did um, a piece by Miles. And um, I don't know, I think also when you um, kind of grow up as a dancer in this arena of San Francisco Ballet, you, I, I think just uh, through like osmosis, watching these dancers move that way, I was like, oh, I need to be able to do that. So um, it, when you get the opportunity, you really sink your teeth into it and you want to do it the way that 
looks good. And, and it's very freeing and fun, and um, I think I, I enjoy contemporary a lot, especially with this company. Right. Well, that's wonderful because you are, this is a company that challenges yes. our dancers to do both. Yeah. We, even in this 24 or 48 hour period, we'll have six different ballets continuum, which is on page 32 of your programs. Um, in the Countenance of Kings, which is a new work on the contemporary side, and then Balanchine's Theme and Variations, which yeah. is exactly what we think of when we you know, think yeah. of Balanchine and yeah. tutus and, and not his black and white ballets. So you're right, our company needs to be able to, our dancers are challenged in that they flip between something very classical mm -hmm. and something very contemporary within the same program. Yes. And last year even we had a story ballet, I think, uh, in rep with um, a mixed rep. Yeah, set. we did like the beginning of the season, we did uh, a Forsyth ballet in program one and then Swan Lake program three. So you have to be able, you have to have both in your, um, in your training and be able to bring whatever out for the ballet that you're doing. So, Great. Um, If you're just joining us, my name is Jasmine Yep Huynh and I'm in conversation with Corps de Ballet member Henry Sipper. Um, let's talk about tonight's performance a little bit so we can prepare our audience for what they're about to see. Um, it's program six, uh, and you are cast in seven sonatas, correct? I'm not of uh, Kasten, I was... Sorry, you were learning it. Learning it, yeah. You were sometimes, learning it. You know, um. if I'm, I think I'm third cast for that, so it, we have very limited time here, so if you're the lower cast you are, or, um, you, have, you don't have the greatest chance of getting on stage, but le I learned that ballet, and I will be doing prism, prism eventually. Mm -hmm. I think Sunday I do Prism, so yeah. So come back Sunday <laughs> and see him in Prism. Um, well, let's go in order of the program. So let's start with Prism. Um, yes. It's to music by Beethoven, beautiful music, and Helgi Thomason choreographed that one. Um, what, what can you tell the audience to look for? What should they be really looking for in this beautiful work? Um, well, for me, uh, we've done a lot so far this season. We've done Scarlet and Forsyth and um, Swan Lake and all these things. And I think sometimes it's nice to, as much as I've just said I've loved contemporary, it is sometimes nice to do something with um, that's kind of lighthearted and um, and, and classical and um, and just. Um, simpler in a way. I think um, we have a lot going on in a lot of ballets here, and sometimes it's nice to just kind of um, do something that is fun and uh, nice movement, and it's just, it's very um, classical and very nice to dance, I think, so, um, and it's beautiful music, so that's what I would look for in that, and I think that's what we enjoy in doing it, it's, 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 it's a nice contrast to other things that we've, do, we've done, so. Yeah. And which movements are you in? I will be doing um, the first movement, Pas de Trois, on Sunday, and then I think eventually I'm also cast to do the Pas de Deux in the second movement. So both movements, a couple parts, yes. Um, 
What about the costumes? I feel like there's just, um, it's, it's very lush on stage with the yellows and the mm -hmm. oranges and, and all of um, the formations that kind of bring out the images as opposed to um, Rush that has very bright colors. Yes. And then of course the middle pieces, uh, the costumes are all white. Yeah, um, it's, they're very, um, uh, you know, also sometimes costumes are very difficult to be dancing in and putting on and everything. And, just like um, what I've said about Prism, it's very easy, very um, uh, flattering costumes. So it's nice to dance for a dancer. You like when things are flattering. Um, so, so yeah. I have a question about the third movement. Um, I feel like there's a contrast between moments of stillness, um, between uh, when like at the end the audience will see the dancers create a really sweeping moving circle mm -hmm. and there's, uh, I'm, is it, who is tonight? Um, oh, I don't even know. I don't know who it is tonight. The, the third movement solo. It's Taurus. Yes. Um, and where Taurus will be standing in, in all black and mm -hmm. kind of in the center. Mm -hmm. um, talk to us a little bit about that moment, what, what it looks like from backstage or on stage. Um, well, at that point, we're done, mostly. So it's a nice moment because <laughs> the nerves are over. Um, but I think a lot of um, Helgi's choreography, and especially Prism, is um, based on the music. So. Um, that music is very big, and I think it's the finale, and it kind of, uh, he used uh, Taurus's role to kind of show that, and then there are movement, mo uh, moments of stillness that he kind of does as well, so a lot of it is based off of the music, I think, with that choreography, so. Great. Um, thank you for the transition. The next piece uh, also has um, a driving force with the music. Um, the curtain will open and you'll see a black piano on stage. Um, and there aren't any dancers on stage when Seven Sonatas opens up and then they enter from stage left, your right, uh, from the audience. Um, you were learning this work um, and you worked with both Alexei Ratmansky, the choreographer, as well as uh, Nancy Rafa, who staged it. Yes. Um, talk to us a little bit about the process of learning it, working with a ballet master from ABT, working with the choreographer, um, and, and how that, that changes the process for you in the studio. Um, learning Seven Sonatas was a real joy. Um, Nancy Rafa is a a genius. Um, she's the one we mostly worked with at the beginning. Um, and uh, the ballet is very simple in, um, in the elements of it, the costumes, the single piano on stage, the music. Um, there's no overwhelming story or, um, or lights or anything. Um, the, the choreography is very complex. And I've said that I, um, when I watch it, I I really enjoy it because I know so much about the the intricacies of the choreography. And um, I remember Nancy telling us it's like a jewel. Um, it's a lot about relationships and how um, uh, between people. It's not anything you know uh, like set or you know he did this or she. It's not anything. It's just about kind of the experience you have with each other on stage, um, whether it's the three men or you and your partner or the whole group. Um, but it all is connected and I think 
it was very important to get the choreography and the music down so that we could use that as a vehicle for making it an entire work with um, that kind of spoke as a whole. And um, I, I, I really enjoyed it because it was, I'm, I'm a, I get a bit um, uh, like count um, heavy when I learn things. I really like to be told like, you do this on this count and this count. And it's then easier to learn it and then to um, not think about it if you build that up. Um, so, and she was remarkable at that. And so, and then she would just say, you know, every single hand movement, every single anything had a purpose to it, had a feeling that you should have. And so it was, it was a very intricate, beautiful, complex um, learning of that ballet. Um, so that's what I, I hope to perform it someday because it's a real, it's I think something that makes you um, more of an artist as a ballet dancer. You know, some things don't and I think that ballet is, um, it makes you grow, so. So, yeah. oh, beautiful. Hopefully, I said enough. If, <laughs> if you're thinking about um, other ballets that Romanski has done with us recently, um, Shostakovich trilogy yes. from foreign lands, this is nothing like either of those. Mm -hmm. It's very, very different. But at the same time, the same um, thought put into it. I'll say it's very simple, very different. But um, I did the uh, the Shostakovich trilogy and it was still a joy because everything had an intention, so, so yeah. I'm gonna give you a quote from Nancy Rafa. She said um, about this, that it's a study of music with a human element. Uh, it gives the dancers an opportunity to be individual, to be free, make their spirit move through their body and to be the music. So I think what you said was really great. Um, we are running out of time, so there's lots of wonderful information about Rush in the program book. Um, it is a beautiful ballet. I'm going to kind of skip past it because we have talked a little bit about Christopher Wielden's work. And um, I want to jump into the difference between um, working with a choreographer on a new work. Mm -hmm. So in program seven uh, is a world premiere in the countenance of Kings. Yeah. And uh, Justin Peck has been working with our company to create a beautiful, beautiful new work. And uh, you were rehearsing and casting that. Tell us about the process of working with a choreographer on a new work and give us a little glimpse quickly into what to look for in this uh, work in program seven. Um, well, just like Seven Sonatas, um, uh, we call it Kings. In the Countenance of Kings is um, uh, very based on the music. I think I think that's what uh, inspired everything. I find it a very clever ballet because it, again, is very subtle in its um, themes, but it's very uh, it's all driven by the music. Um, Making ballets, I'd say, uh, I've only ever danced in San Francisco, so I've been a bit spoiled in the way that every year we have new works being made. It seems very regular to me, which isn't, it's not. So um, it's, it's quite an experience. It's different for every, every single one. It can be very, um, someone comes in and has an exact idea of what they want, and then some come in and it's, what do you want to do? So. Um, it's kind of, you just, it, it, I love being a dancer, so anything is great. Um, I think with, uh, 
countenance. Um, he came in and he had a very um, uh, well-formed idea of what he wanted from us. But at the same time, I think it, it, he was open to, um, you know, if this didn't work, well, what does? And um, it's 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 kind of a collaboration. Whether he has an idea or not, it's always a collaboration. So I was um, second cast for that, so I wasn't directly like. Uh, it wasn't made on me, but I was still in the back, and it was um, it was always just uh, very detail oriented about like what 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 he wanted, and he had a very, it wasn't kind of well we'll see about that. It was like well let's find something that works for this. So, um, and I I think the ballet is uh, is um, I, I really enjoy watching it. I've I haven't watched a lot this year. I was saying because I've been in a lot, but um, I've been able to watch, because I'm second cast, uh, a lot of the stage rehearsals and everything, and it was really a joy to see it from its beginning to like the dress rehearsal and the first show, and I think it's a really great addition to the rep, and it's, um, it's everything that uh, San Francisco Ballet is. It's uh, athletic, it's clever, it's um, musical, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a really good one to watch, I'd say, so, so yeah. Did that entice you to go run to the box office and get a ticket for Program 7? Um, it, it is a very engaging ballet. It's, it's everything that you said, athletic and exciting. Um, I think the lights are telling me that we are out of time. I'm sorry. Um, we are going to slowly make our way to the door. So if you do have questions, um, we will walk even slower. Um, I want to thank you for joining us at San Francisco Ballet. We could not have these performances without a live audience. So thank you so much for coming and supporting the ballet from everyone on stage, in the wings, the choreographers, and of course, Helgi Thomason, thank you, and thank you, Henry. Thank you. Thank you.